But today we have a special speaker. I can't say guest speaker because he's one of us. But uh, Mel Everson is going to be uh, sharing every summer. I try to have Mel preach. And uh, a lot of you were, several people were mentioning last year how much they liked it. And uh, also, I want to say a special welcome live stream to somebody in Texas. Kathy Steinkoff is Mel's sister. And she watches every week. So, hi, Kathy. You're going to get to see your brother preach today. All right. So, come on up, Mel. And uh, Mel, come on up, buddy. And uh, Mel has been part of our church for almost since the start. A huge uh, uh blessing to us uh, as a church and to me personally a great friend and also uh, just lots of different ministries which you already know the different bible studies and all so we're real excited to have him again so let's let's give him a let's give him a uh, encouraging welcome thank you. thank you it's it's always an honor and a privilege to be able to uh, speak and especially today with Pastor Chuck here, he could easily have done this sermon today. But to allow me to have this opportunity, it's it's awesome. I appreciate that. And, um, you know, it, it, as Pastor Chuck mentioned, my sister, it was in October when I preached the last time. And I had mentioned to her about it and, and sent her the link so she could watch it. And it's been since that time. She's been watching all the services live. So I want to praise the Lord for that. And it's great. And I'm hoping Kathy to come out here in September and be with us live. So hopefully she'll do that um, and visit us. Okay. Uh, uh, The message... For today is make a mesmerizing murmuration. And I want to begin by reading an article by Victor Knowles, who is a minister at Peace on Earth Ministries, also known as POEM. And in this uh, uh, article, I read this article of inmates that actually sent me the, the, this newsletter on a weekly, monthly basis. And I was reading this article and it was it was just awesome and so I was led to, to do some things with this article, and it, it never worked out because I don't know how to make my phone send a large file. So it just sat dormant. And then when this opportunity came to, 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 to do this sermon, I thought, wow, this, is, this would be the right opportunity to work it out. But it takes a lot of help with technology to make this happen. So hopefully it will all work the way I have in mind to do. So here we are. So this article, A Mesmerizing Murmuration by Victor Knowles, and it starts out with Psalm 133.1. How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. Someone recently sent me a tear-out sheet from a devotional booklet, All God's Creatures, published by Guideposts, June 24, 2020. I thought it was so good that I would share it with you this month. I do not know the author's name. The devotional reads as follows. Starlings are rather ordinary birds. Many people consider them pests, and they are notorious for driving other birds away from their favored nesting sites. However, in one particular instance, plain, pesky starlings become a thing of beauty when hundreds of thousands of them flock together in ways is called a murmuration. 
As daylight wanes, large groups of starlings join together in a whirling, mesmerizing, pulsating dance, shifting and falling in dizzling spirals and clouds, moving and turning in the air as one at some invisible command. They are searching for a roosting spot for the night, safe from predators. If a hawk or a peregrine falcon approaches, the roaring sound of a half a million beating wings will drive it off. It is difficult for the peregrine to target any particular bird in this seething mass. The most amazing thing about a starling murmuration is the sheer fluidity of their movement and the seemingly miraculous way they turn and soar or dive as one unit. How do thousands of birds flying wingtip to wingtip react almost simultaneously? Hmm. The National Council of Research at the University of Rome studied this phenomenon in 2010 and discovered that starling flocks respond as one and cannot be divided into independent subparts. What a lesson for the body of Christ. What if we couldn't be divided into our subparts? What if we chose to overlook our petty differences and came together as one? What if we looked at ourselves like starlings? Hmm. All linked, all connected, all vital to one another, coming together for warmth and protection. What a thing of beauty that would be. The Bible says, just ask the animals and they will teach you. Ask the birds of the sky and they will tell you. Job 12:7. This amazing story of starlings flying wingtip to wingtip in simultaneous fashion certainly tells us something about the importance of unity in the body of Christ. Even though this kind of bird has a reputation for driving other birds away from their favored nesting sites, they still have some redeeming features. Like when they become a thing of beauty, when hundreds and thousands of them flock together in ways that is called a murmuration. Years ago, I remember an article by Rodney Raymond in which he wrote, Christians are BPOEs, the biggest problem on earth, but also the best people on earth. Sometimes we indeed are pests. We can be notorious for driving people away. But at other times, we are considered a thing of beauty when we come together in an amazing, mesmerizing murmuration. Another preacher, Harold Buckles, used to say, quote, the world is at its worst, and I'm sorry, the world at its worst needs the church at her best. Right now, this world is just about at the worst it has ever been. And in a long, long time, some hateful groups are literally setting the world on fire. Their arson, beatings, murder. The church 
which is actually one of the select targets of this evil onslaught, must be at her best and become a thing of beauty in the face of such wickedness, ugliness, and bitter enmity. When first century Christians were under fierce persecution in Rome, Peter wrote, The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and be of sober mind so that you may pray so that you may pray above all love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins offer hospitality to one another without grumbling 1 Peter 4 7-9 the amazing behavior of believers towards fellow believers under extreme duress caused some in the Roman government to say behold how they love one another. Did you notice that the mesmerizing murmuration is described as moving and turning as one? At some invisible command. God wants us to be one as he and the son are one. That the world may be one. May we respond as one to our Lord Jesus who prayed Quote, that they may be one even as you, Father, are one in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. John seventeen twenty one. May our shoulder-to-shoulder love for each other in these dark days be a guiding light that leads others to put their faith in Jesus. Thank you. And I want to thank uh, Victor Knowles for this article. Um, I, I believe what we just heard in the article in Seoul is, is, is the best part of what we have today. Just an, an awesome illustration of unity. And I want to thank the tech team for working it out to uh, put the video up there. And the videos, courtesy YouTube. And thank you, Todd, for uh, the background instrumental to go with that. What a, what a picture of unity, just in that moment. All right. Now, I remembered something as I was preparing this message. And I'm going to bring this down a little bit. Um, and it's actually quite a coincidence that there's birds involved. I have to confess, I was a strange kid. Many say I'm still strange. And for the sake of unity, I'll give them that opinion just today. But when I was a kid, I had an obsession with birds. I studied them. I drew them. I listened to these bird songs. I had the Audubon Society of Birds albums, and I would listen to them. I would chirp like them, and I would even act like a bird, even building nests. Very strange. Now, some may say that it's not strange for a kid to have an obsession, but to act like a bird, I think that's going a little too far. But as I look back at that and other obsessions I had, I realize I get into whatever I'm into. I get into whatever I am into. And it is my prayer today that I would really be into this unity. 
that we would all really be into this unity. And it's also interesting that of all the birds that could be used in this illustration, and it wasn't, starlings were not my favorite when I was a kid. I don't even remember which one it was, but it's, it's interesting that it's a starling because me, I was a very pesky person. I was one that people didn't like, like the starling. But God redeemed me. He redeemed my life. He made it a thing of beauty and allowed me to make a difference. And for that, to God's glory. So right now, at this time, with all that's happening in our world, with so much disunity in our United States, the body of Christ needs to be unified. This is especially important for us, us, the body of Christ, to be a light in this very dark place. So in this message, I would like to make some points about why unity is so important for us. First off, unity is important for protection. Unity is important for protection. Notice that the reason, the whole reason for the starling murmuration is so that the hawks will not attack them. By itself, a starling is vulnerable to be attacked by a hawk. Their unity in the murmuration is what protects them. Unity protects them. For us as believers, we have an enemy that wants to attack us. And Jesus says that the devil seeks to steal, kill, and destroy us. The devil, our enemy, does that when we are isolated and when we are in disunity. If we are in unity, Satan tries very hard to break that unity because he knows that we're more vulnerable by ourselves. Our unity for protection also deals with fellowship. Hebrews 10.25 commands us not forsaken the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. Attending church, that's assembling together, gives each of us fellowship, accountability, and unity in our theology. There is a less chance of getting duped by false teaching when we come together in fellowship. And it also produces spiritual healthiness, wholeness, helps us to be spiritually whole. It's protection in our fellowship. The next importance is that unity enables us to be pleasing to God. I was astounded at how much emphasis there is on unity in the Bible. Time doesn't permit to get into all of that. I'm just going to touch on a few points. And one major point is how God is pleased and God is glorified by our unity. Now, that 
psalm that I read in that article, we're familiar with that. Psalm 133.1 says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Now, I use the New King James Version, but the NIV Version says it a lot more pointed with unity. How good and how pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. Wow. Now, Pastor Chuck, he's been teaching us through the book of Acts of how the disciples had power and victory through the Holy Spirit. We learned early on in Acts chapter 4 that unity was a part of that. Without that unity, they would not have done what they have done. Acts 4.32 says, Now, the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. The New Living Translation says that all the believers were united in heart and mind. Now, the Apostle Paul, he also wrote a lot about the importance of unity. And here are a few of those exhortations. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. 1 Corinthians 1.10 Now, I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same spirit, same judgment. Philippians 2, 2. Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. 2 Corinthians 13, 11. Finally, brethren, farewell. Become complete. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. The Apostle Paul wrote of how each of us as believers are unified in Christ. Galatians 3.28 There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Next we will see the importance of unity for serving. The importance of unity for serving. 1 Corinthians 12 12 through 13. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. So, also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Lot of one in there, lots of unity in there. Romans 12:4 For we as have we for as we have many members in one body but all the members do not have the same function. And 
Another one, Ephesians chapter 4, 11 through 16. And he gave himself some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Now, we understand through these scriptures that each of us as believers are actually members of Christ. All together, we are the body of Christ. The illustration of our individual human bodies is used. We have a body, but it is all of our members that make up the body. In the same way that our members work in unity to serve the body as a whole, we as believers are to work in unity to serve the body of Christ. In the same way that every member of our body serves its purpose in unity, with the rest of the body, we too are to serve the body of Christ in unity. So, I thought of an illustration. We all have stubbed our toe. Ouch. When that happens, every member of our body takes action in unity to serve. The mouth sounds an alarm, hopefully without profanity. Our back bends over, our arms reach out, our hands grab that toe. All that. There's no board meeting to see if there are resources. <laughs> what? To determine if the injury is worthy enough to deal with. The individual members don't stop to think if they are worthy or qualified enough to serve. None of the members wonder if the toe is worthy enough to be served. Every member just automatically takes action to serve. That is a picture of our unity, of how we as Christians would respond to whatever the injury, whatever the reason is for our serving. Now, um, the picture of unity that we have individually within the body of Christ, we're to have, and it is a mesmerizing murmuration when we do that. Now, I, I feel as though I am preaching to the choir here at New Hope Community Church because there has been much unity displayed over the years. As Pastor Chuck said, I've been here since 2002, and I've seen incredible unity within this church. 
And so I would hope this message is a way to coach and encourage us to keep it up, keep up that unity. However, maybe there's some other area in our life that needs unity. As we see, there are various aspects or, or, or facets of this unity. And maybe there's some area that we're lacking, that, that we need more encouragement in that area. And I've also been blessed to see unity happen, even in the craziness of that, what's going on in our world. Um, as you all know, I do friendship ministry, and part of that is a prison ministry, and part of the prison ministry is also aftercare. And sometimes I'll pick up an ex-inmate to take them to wherever they're going to be living. And in a recent um, episode of that, uh, there was unity of many ministries and many people serving to make that possible for this one ex-inmate. And he, I've been writing to him for about 10 years, and it came time for him to be released. And he really didn't have no place to go until the very end, at the last minute. And that's usually the way God works. He's an 11-hour kind of God. He always provides just at the time we need it. And, and it just worked out. But it's amazing how it worked out with many different ministries. And so um, a friend of mine, he wanted to pick up this ex-inmate all the way out above a state college in that area. So just for him, it's two and a half hours one way. And then I met him up in Palmerton, which is an hour and a half up north from Philadelphia. So he brought him about two-thirds of the way, went up there and we had dinner and brought him to Philadelphia. And another person provided him with a place to stay at the very last minute. So there's another person involved. And then there were two ministries involved that provided him with his first and second month's rent. He did not have money to be able to pay for rent wherever he was going to go. And yet the ministries provided that. And other people providing uh, aftercare support, things that he needed. It was just a picture of that unity which just happened. So it's, I praise the Lord for seeing that kind of unity. It is possible. Our mesmerizing murmuration is not only pleasing to God and brings him glory, but it's also mesmerizing to those who have not yet believed. And that leads us to the next point, the last point that I'll make on the importance of unity. Unity is important for evangelism. Unity is important for evangelism. John 17:23, which we, we heard in that article, Jesus says this, I in them and you in me that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. That is perfect unity. Yet notice that Jesus prays that this unity will happen so that the world may know that the Father sent him, that the world may know and embrace John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. When we, the body of Christ, are in unity, it truly is a mesmerizing murmuration to unbelievers. 
in such that it can lead them to put their faith in Jesus. How many of us have family members that are not saved? In our unity, even with them, and and, in, in our relationships may make that difference to lead them to put their faith in Jesus. And that leads us now to those who may not yet believe. There may be somebody here in this message that are not believers. If you have not yet put your faith in Jesus for salvation, you are like this lone starling that is vulnerable to be prey for a hawk. However, the Bible teaches that you're not just vulnerable, but inevitably pray for Satan. In John 3.16, it says, you will not perish. You know, God does not send anyone to hell. We are already hellbound because of our sin. But God loves you so much that he's provided a way of escape. His son, Jesus, if you put your faith in Jesus, you will not perish, but have everlasting life. Wow. You will then be able to join in that mesmerizing murmuration. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the unity that was in you. Your son, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. And that awesome unity that brought about our creation, that brought about our lives. And we thank you that you are perfect in unity. And Lord, we thank you that we can have that unity with you in that relationship with you, that we can be one in you. And Lord, we pray that we would have that unity with you. We would have that unity with one another in the body of Christ. And help us, Lord, to have unity for the sake of those that are not saved. That we would be in unity that others may put their faith in you. That others may see this mesmerizing murmuration and want to to be a part of that. And Lord, we do thank you for all the blessings that you give us and for how you worked all these things out for good. I thank you for what you have done in my life, for redeeming it. And to helping me to be a part of the mesmerizing murmuration. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.